Hey, hey, hey. 55,000 words. I think I'm done. I got some tweaks to edit. Um, it's going to go into editing. So that's good news. This is Buddy's owner, Arizona Schnoodlewalks, the budding writer, the writer. Do I have something good to say? Do I have something good for you today? It's, uh, I'm branded. This is the brand right here, baby. It is chilly this morning at nine o'clock, 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Overcast. We're back to overcast, people. Dang, I think we got another 48 hours of overcast before we go back to the sunshine. It's going to be 67 by the weekend, 60 mid 60s. Today, it's supposed to get up to 57. Still a bit chilly, damp. And here we are, Buddy's owner, Arizona Schnittlewalks. Did a little uh, work on the lighting. You know, we got to have our lighting in Arizona. Yeah, we're big on lights. Not Christmas lights, but just landscaping lights. So they have these little devices that uh, convert your normal power out of your... Uh, out of your standard outlet, 120 volts. And it's a transformer and it converts it into 12 volts, one-tenth the power. And then you distribute it to these little lights, these little LEDs or different lights in your lawn. And then at night they shine on your house and shine on your plants. It looks real pretty. And, uh, now I'm looking at my front yard. Uh, we had some weeding to do because we had all this rain. So we got some little green things growing up. And if you're in a different part of the country, you probably have a foot of snow on the ground. So you don't really care about weeds right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So finish the book. How do I feel? I, I feel good, but I feel there's more tweaks to come and like fine tuning. And I think it's all pretty good. I don't know. It's not, you know. We'll see. We'll see. I really have no idea. I might get crushed emotionally and go, this sucks. This is no good. No, I'm, I'm optimistic. And uh, we'll just go with that and see how it goes. So gray skies, a little chilly, walking buddy. Um, need to, it's, it's Monday, December 30th. So we've got tomorrow's the New Year's Eve. I don't have big plans. Maybe, maybe you do. Yeah. And it's part of the comparison thing. If you, we compare ourselves to what we think it'd be like living the high life means doing something else or fear of missing out the old FOMO, right? Fear of missing out on something. So yeah. Yeah. What else? I watched Eric Metaxas's Christmas special from New York. And uh, yeah, Eric's quite a character. He's very diverse. He's got a little bit of music in him, humor, of course. But then he goes, he likes to go deep with historical figures like Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Martin Luther and Wilberforce and yeah, he's quite a mixture of different talents. So it's interesting. 
to see that side of him. And the Greek, so his father's Greek, mother German, so he mixes all that in a bit. And here we are. Uh, what what now? So the book's done. Well, it's in a good stage. And how do I feel? I think I feel pretty good, right? How do you? What do you got going on? And uh, we talk in goals a lot. Like, what's your goal for 2020? What are your goals? And I became a big believer in reframing goals into systems, right? So setting up a few systems, like going to the gym three times a week or reading every day some some scripture and, and thinking about what's going on in my life and how to walk in the spirit every day, how to get more fruit. Don't I mean, wouldn't you want to have more love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control in your life, right? A lot of things are focused on like, yeah, self-control, you know, got to, you know, but don't forget the self-control is just one of the fruits. So like self-control is a disciplined thing. And uh, I'm not gifted that way. So I just am not gifted in discipline. But I have a level of it. I have some of it. And it helps me to have systems. I like that concept. And that's what I'm doing. Systems. What else? Uh, I can actually see my breath when I'm walking. It's only 45, so it's not 32. But you can... Uh, there's probably water vapor in there that condenses. Oh yeah, scientific stuff. <laughs> what else? Knowledge. What have I been thinking about? Knowledge. We're so driven. At least I, I am very driven to like. Well, I must I must not have enough knowledge. I must have. I must need more knowledge. And always pursuing more knowledge. And I'm still working it out because there's a balance there. I mean, and we know enough already. We, we probably have plenty of knowledge. And I think it's coming down to, for me, is just owning what I think my gifts are. And the inclusion gift, which is a tricky one is I do want to include everybody. And it's kind of a, some of these strengths, they always say some of your strengths are your weaknesses, right? Or there's blind spots. So the, I've mentioned that before, the blind spot of inclusion is, is you don't, I don't like clubs and things. And yet I think I must have to realize that Niches. What is my my friend Juan said? I think riches are in the niches, <laughs> which sounds so goofish, but uh, 
especially for an including. I want to include everybody. But what is the niche? I don't know. You know what? I think it's pretty universal that uh, the intention is to walk in the spirit, right? And have that love. So some of these political arguments are just not conducive to love and they're also divisive, right? And they're separation. And we get caught up in being who's got the right reasoning or logic for anything. And it just never ends. It's like a never-ending mathematical curve. Okay, but let's go. Uh, that we just never have complete knowledge. So it's a, it's a pursuit that just goes on and on. And things change, right? So at one time I was mentioning King Solomon, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. And, and yet we know there's all kinds of new stuff under the sun. Podcasting is kind of new in the last 10 years. And so that's kind of new. That's a new thing. But my thoughts and human experience is the same as ever. So human, the human experience, life. Where did dogs come from? I'm looking here at Bud. Where'd you come from, Bud? He's kind of cool. Little, little life he's got. Four-legged, four-legged life. And, yeah, yeah, so we have it pretty good. We have it pretty good, people. Am I grateful? And uh, I don't have a job, man. (laughs) Living no paycheck to no paycheck, baby. But we'll we'll get there. We'll go through the savings, whatever savings we have, and we'll ma- we'll make it. Somehow we're gonna make it. And uh, what else? What else? My pillow. My pillow made an appearance on that Christmas special. It's kind of nice. And reading Robert Caldini or something. Persuasion, influence. All interesting. And Martin Luther, Eric's book. And Martin's, I guess I'm having a a different view that's coming into mind of history. So right now, there's more people living and 7 billion people alive. That have ever that have ever lived in the past, right? So, if I frame a discussion, there are now, today, as you listen to this, more people alive than have ever lived in the past. Then what does that what does that say to us? It's kind of weird, isn't it? We have this hockey stick growth of world population. And so Martin Luther was constrained 
by things. Same with King Solomon in Ecclesiastes. I mean, they just, they had limited information. In fact, definitely, I think Solomon, you'd say the general concept of, of uh, astronomy and science had the world being flat, right? So knowledge and understanding was limited with the guy that said there's nothing new under the sun, except for he didn't realize that probably the planet he was sitting on was actually orbiting the sun and that we technically aren't under the sun but it does shine on us so it's the the reason we have life is that that sun up there and uh the kind of changes that happen on the sun since it's so massive are huge you get these sun spots they impact all kinds of things, but it's stable enough to support life here. And uh, yeah, so I could use a little bit more sunshine right now than chili. So Martin Luther only dealt with the situations before him. And one thing I noticed is he got a, one of his big arguments, his famous book, I like, is his The Bondage of the Will, because Erasmus was arguing with him about um, faith only, by faith alone, the sola, sola fide, the sola scriptura, by the word alone. And uh, the debate was over free will. So Erasmus was saying, because he's a Roman Catholic supporter. Basically, it's our will to choose to, to live correctly and so forth. And Martin was just so focused on faith alone and God's choosing. There's so many scriptures that talk about God choosing people. And the human element is uh, works much better with us using our knowledge and intellect and choosing faith and because you know that that builds our ego like we know uh, how to figure this stuff out somebody there's a truck nearby and garbage truck it's garbage day here on monday so this truck's gonna come by and bud's gonna like Try to attack this truck for some reason. I don't, know, I don't know if he thinks trucks are just big dogs. You can't. There he goes. He's barking at this truck. He's, uh, pretty annoying. I really don't want to follow the truck. Let's go this way, bud. See if I can get him to go a different way. So Martin Luther was big on arguing with Erasmus over the will. And he was a big favorite of the book of Galatians. But I would say he, he kind of missed the part about Paul saying to either walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit. 
So I would say if I was talking to Martin Luther right now, I'd say like, well, dude, you could instead of like arguing with Erasmus about like saying there's no will involved, there's no choice. I'd say you could have argued and said, well, sure there is. Yeah, but that's after you have faith. The faith is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. But then Paul clearly says that the choice is to either continue to walk in the flesh, our own will, intellect, and, and drives, or to acknowledge the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. So there is a choice. There is a will. We do have a will. We have a choice to make to walk in the flesh or walk in the Spirit. And that is just, it's not, and so we, my experience is we elevate these past people from 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 500 years ago. And probably academics would probably admit this, but you can find, you, you make up an opinion about, well, this Martin Luther guy is, let's say, anti-Semitic, so then you just focus on the year or two when he was kind of anti-Semitic. Uh, Eric doesn't want to do that, so he acknowledges that, that there was a time where he was kind of anti-Semitic, but that's not his whole life. Or he said things that would be interpreted that way. Now, did he take any action? I don't think he ever took any action against that way. So. But, you know, if you want to dismiss the guy, there's we all have our black slices, so that's probably one of his black slices is the time when he wrote some stupid stuff about anti-Semitism. And, uh, but that, the, the bigger picture is whether it's Luther or any person from history, even Solomon. It's like they have, they're, they're working with limited information. And things, I don't know, it's things change or times change or, or what it is. I would propose that it's that God's still alive and the Holy Spirit's still alive. So we, uh, it's not that we have new revelations because I'm just commenting on Galatians 5, which was there the whole time. It's been there for 2,000 years. So it's not new. I'm just saying, like, oh, you want to choose? You want to have a will? Well, choose to walk in the flesh or choose to walk in the Spirit. There's your choice. Um, no, you probably won't. Uh, Paul would probably argue that you can't really choose to do walk in the Spirit unless you have the Holy Spirit, and that is a gift. So there's that little logical conundrum of that I'm not going to ignore that. But I'm just saying, Luther could have compromised more than he did. He was very, he was known to be very uncompromising and probably because he was so ticked off at the the power plays of the people around him and it was just kind of succumbing to the system like there's that's a problem with the organized church is there's the hierarchy there's the alpha male and women or whatever that climb in these organizations and and then they want to be right about stuff and you know, whatever they want to power. It's still about power in a weird way. And so that's unfortunately 
what it is. But personal transformation is what will be best for all of us. Being humble and acknowledging our black slices that we don't, we're not perfect. And it's not just perfect in moral behavior, it's even perfect in thought. I don't you know, there's probably some thoughts I have that might be off. I don't know. But what doesn't go wrong is loving people, right? So 1 Corinthians 13, it's not just for weddings anymore. Yeah, not just for weddings. That's my play on the old Anita Bryant commercials, probably from the 70s and 80s, about orange juice. Orange juice, man. It's not just for breakfast anymore. 1 Corinthians 13, it's not just for weddings anymore. It's Paul saying we got to have some love, baby. If we don't have love, all the knowledge doesn't matter. And I do feel like I'm repeating myself. So, but that's not, that's pretty much what has to happen with a message, right? It has to be marinade, it has to sink, it has to. Uh, become deep and I don't really like to repeat myself I mean I, I know I've car- one of my favorite and discussions on that would be I carpooled with a guy and he's a good talker probably you know maybe a better talker than I am and yet he would uh, tell stories um, he would repeat them and this is when gas was like $4 a gallon. So carpooling was more popular. So I probably carpooled for almost two years, at least. Maybe more with this guy. Pretty good. Not every day, but a lot. And so you tell stories when you carpool. And I heard some of his stories more than once. And... <laughs> I know that's annoying. So I try to catch myself and ask people. I can't ask you like, oh, did you hear this already? You're not interested in that. I just can't can't keep track of every story I've podcasted. So I, I just got to go with it and repeating stories. What's the, what's the, what's in it for you? What's the benefit? Why am I, why would I tell this story? And, uh, that's my, I guess, my social self-awareness of being concerned about how, like, what do you care about? What, what's, what's your interest, right? So it's just a good, good practice in communicating, discussing, is being interested in what others are interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's Martin Luther. And there's other people, you know. He, he he just his time was that. It's not like, I guess I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's fine to look up to Luther, and it's pretty cool, like the whole Reformation thing. And but again, I say we've had 500 years of it now, and it's not serving us well. 
to try to have these perfect organized churches and we should probably reframe it. I'm saying we should reframe it to transformation and each of us doing our best. It'd be nice if we encourage each other to transform. And I'm not sure that many people are ready for that yet. And my the best example I have of that is the political area. I like really would prefer to have no politics in faith because I just don't think it's it's been justified. There's many people that justify bringing politics into faith, but I, I, it does pretty much just divide people, right? And it gets because it's based on knowledge again. It's not based on loving. And some may twist and say, well, this is the most loving thing to do for society is to follow these political principles. You know, and I could get sucked into that game too, but I don't really want to. I don't think it's helpful. So it's a mystery. It's the, it really, it's really smoking what we're selling. That's such a powerful phrase, smoking what we're selling. And that's tricky in and of itself, right? Because what exactly does that mean? And does that is that not also fraught with, with uh, you know, I'm smoking this thing and this is what it says. And somebody else says, well, I'm smoking the same thing, but it says something different. And I don't know what, you know, I don't know. So... It's uh, one of these late December, going to be January in a couple of days, 2020. And uh, life goes on. And uh, uh, we're here. I don't know why we're here together. But we are. And you know what? I think I'm going to do something a little uncharacteristic and end the podcast. Now. I just basically wanted to let everyone know that the book's done. It's got to be tweaked. Uh, there's a message there for all of us, starting with myself, the transformation transforming and uh, yeah go from there so it's going to take lots of grace and mercy and along the way perhaps we'll have some some peace in that but I just checked the clock here we're coming up on 30 minutes so it's a 30 minute podcast um, things to do. May your your rest of your year, the 2019. Uh, it's a number. I see people talking about the decades, decades. I, don't know, I guess technically we're starting a new decade in a couple of days. And they're numbers. And I don't know what how significant they are. I like kind of 2020 sounds kind of cool, right? 2020, 2020 vision. That's where you can, if you can see 
from 20 feet away what you're supposed to be able to see at 20 feet away. If you're 2040, that means I think you can see 20 feet away uh, things that you should be able to see from 40 feet away. So it's like, I don't know, is that better? <laughs> so, yeah, 2020 next year. Who knows what's going to happen? I had a mind shift last month of not really wanting to be political. I think we just, people just go vote whatever they want. Uh, people are going to try to influence us. But more usually all that influence. For every like 10 hours of people influencing you, probably has like one minute impact. And it probably won't change anybody's mind. So, yeah. That's what that's all about. <laughs> There's so much, so much marketing concepts, influence concepts that uh, we just keep going, keep learning. And if what I'm about to do, if I'm what about what I'm speaking of, the six sola, I need some people that it resonates with. I mean, I'll, de facto, I have to be the leader of the concept. But it would be nice if I had team members, members that are like, yeah, yeah, I get it. That resonates with me, man, resonates. And I like it, and I want to get on board and help spread the message. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the sola spiritu ambulatio is ready for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So grace mercy and peace to you as I end this podcast. Have a great moment right now. Bye-bye.